0: it's not bad it's fine you sound fine I hope I sound fine I hope we all sound fine we have a podcast right now we're gonna do it we haven't done a podcast all year and it's February it's been a while
1: you there? and you've forgotten how to intro me I guess
0: (laughs) It's like it's like a long cold intro thing. Yeah, I was just waiting for uh, you to it's say it's my name. It's the immersive irony podcast. Th- yeah. there we go. It's Alex and Alan. We got a we have a program for you, the general public. How are you, Alex? Yeah,
1: we. I'm good. We, you know, I we hadn't done we haven't done much, but I was like, let's do a podcast. We we can talk about stuff. We always can talk about stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've been like super busy. I know you've been busy. I saw you skiing away.
1: Been busy and, skiing uh, and uh, life busyness, though. So.
0: Life busyness is okay, though. It's fine, positive, all hopefully. good. Hopefully, 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 yeah. So we got Anyways. some news. We got a couple of trip reportish items. We got uh, a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, actually. So. I guess, you know, the kind of the, the major thing that we can talk about, we've got lots of construction out there, and, uh, we've got rides. We have some real rides for 2020, well, 2020, and 2021 eventually as well, but 2020, we've got some big stuff out there. Um, do we want to talk about the completed rides first, the things that the track is actually finished on? Sure. All right,
1: um... Uh... Starting with, uh, I think it's completed today, which is February 4th, uh, Emperor at SeaWorld San Diego. The it went Coast up pretty fire. fast. It went it up looks like really quickly. Like, I think it was like less than two months. It was really quick. Um, but it's also a really compact, flat site, so not a lot of stuff to really work around. It was a former parking lot.
0: So. You know what, though? Yeah. But you know what? That ride is going to actually fit in, I think, surprisingly well there. That's a ride that has, like, a lot of impact. It, and... The
1: color certainly fits in. I, I saw a picture of the topping off, and I realized, wow, they really like uh, like a tealish blue color at that park.
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, I mean, I this think ride...
0: Be... Go ahead. I think it's going to be solid. I think it's going to be quality.
1: Yeah. Um, honestly, we, I mean, we saw the overhead diagram uh, a while back.
0: Gosh, it feels like
1: almost a year ago. It might have been. Um, and it seemed pretty generic. But as this thing has gone up, it actually looks pretty fantastic, in my opinion. Really nice, compact dive coaster. Uh, it has the six across trains, like. Baron or Crake. There's a few others out there with those trains. So it uses a regular BM track instead of the Jumbo track that like Griffin has. And but after the Imolin, it goes into like this ridiculous overbank that I would almost call it a cutback practically at this point. It's it's banked so much. And then it goes into one of those like um what uh val raven does with it's uh like a uh, 270 roll and then mm-hmm. a really cool like uh spin and then quick turn into the brake run no boring helixes just it's all action from start to finish which looks fantastic
0: i've said that my favorite dive coaster is actually uh oblivion at gardaland for a while because it's it's a pretty action-packed ride it's got good forces and it goes element to element. This kind of goes the element to element thing. It feels like less of a one-trick pony and more like it's going to have flow. I mean, it's going to be a short ride. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's only 2,500 feet long. But I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a really solid ride. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. And I think for that area, for Southern California that doesn't really have a dive machine, you know, the only comparable ride is is uh, was a Hangtime at Knott's. I think it's a solid ride, and I think it's going to be physically impressive, and I'm happy that they got this ride to begin with. Uh, I have no complaints about this. I don't care what other people have said. I think it looks cool, so I'm stoked about it.
1: Yeah, I wasn't – it was not on my radar, but then when I saw just a few minutes ago a completed – just the completed layout, I was like, wow, that that came out of nowhere. Um, it's not like it's doing anything that that second that turnaround I, looks ridiculous. I don't it's very unb m looking. so excited about that. And then next year it looks like we got another coaster coming in the form of like a Intamin launch coaster with seating like the one in Texas. So mm-hmm. I mean they're, they they uh, that park was struggling and they definitely wanted to um, invest in that park. And I believe attendance is up at that park, so it's it's good.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. And that makes sense. I mean, they've gotten – this is their third coaster in three years. Uh, right. Electric Eel, Tidal Twister, and Emperor. They've got big-looking rides. I'm, you know, I'm happy for them. Um, yeah,
1: I'm definitely be making the trip next year, if I can. And uh, hopefully after that, though, they, um, first of all, figure out what to do with that monorail thing and also put some – uh, more family rides in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of that chain of the Sea World chain, we got Pantheon, which is uh, another done shocker. As well.
1: Like they gave us a diagram, but I I don't know if I was just didn't look at it detailed enough. But the things that thing is doing, I it, it's it's Intamin taking on on RMC easily.
0: Oh yeah. For sure. I think RMC has definitely changed everybody's perception of what you need to do layout-wise. And you can see it with what they've done there, what Vakoma's doing, what Mach is doing. Everybody's doing different stuff now that you've never seen before. And Pantheon's definitely going that route as well. I, I will say, you know, I'm going to be happy to let them work out the bugs on that for a few months. Because I have low expectations it's going to work out the box, being <laughs> intimate. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It, it only has two trains, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah,
1: they said 800 per hour, which is barely better than Tempesto. So that's – um, and I feel like, uh, oh, man, just you when you look at the ride system, you look at Hagrid and how many trains it pushes through, I feel like they could have easily had a third train on the course. Yeah. They probably just didn't want to pay for all the extra associated costs with a third train.
0: But, which is too bad. I mean, they do have a lot of high-capacity rides at that park already, but true. this is going to be a major draw, and it's going to be something that's going to bring people in. You wish they weren't going to be waiting three and a half hours for it, but here we are. Um, I think it looks really good. To me, you know, this and this and Orion, which we're going to talk about in a moment, those are the two rides I'm most excited about for, for this upcoming year. Uh, well, I take that back. Iron Gwazi's out there, too, but... Um, i think that this is to me this is like it's a top three ride then like this is a really 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 exciting ride for for 2020 and uh i'm pumped i'm really pumped about it staying in america we'll talk quickly about orion 2 which uh people thought was finished and that it wasn't yet but now it is (laughs) and then the uh the PR got a little uh, snooty about it. Yeah, Don Helbig <laughs> from Kings Island getting on Twitter. it's, uh, like, it's not done by my angle, and uh, that was that was quite the uh, the interaction online. Um, yeah, you know, look, everybody's already talked about Orion to death. We have the POV. We know what it's going to do. Look, it's a 300 foot, you know, drop B and M coaster at Kings Island. It's 5,000 feet long. I'm excited for it. Um, I can't imagine getting to the point where I would be so jaded that I would not be interested in this ride. I'm interested, but it's it's lower on the list of interest. I mean, for me, you know, geographically, it makes sense to go there. Oh, you yeah. Know? And so I'm pumped to go and to experience it and get on the ride and check out what's what's popping about it. Yeah. Um, and I know it's going to be good. Like, there's no way that's not going to be something that I'm going to enjoy. So, you know, is it the absolute top-tier ride, you know, in the same way that maybe Iron Gwazi or, or Pantheon art? No, but it's up there, and it's the one I'm likely to go on the most, just because, again, like, that's somewhere I can go to in a weekend very easily for minimal cost, whereas going to uh, Tampa, Florida, or... Uh, Williamsburg, Virginia requires quite a bit more effort and investment on my part right now. So, um, no, I'm just, I'm just excited about it, and you know I'm happy that we're seeing a lot of stuff get done this early. I mean, it, in the case of Bush Gardens, they open up in like seven weeks, so this gives them a chance to get all the electrical done and hopefully get that thing up and running by opening day. I don't know if that's going to happen, but Orion definitely will be. And Emperor will probably be up and running I wouldn't be surprised by the end of March
1: Yeah, that sounds It depends I don't think they're doing too much theming I mean, they, SeaWorld said that they weren't going to focus on theming much anymore So um, But they still have that whole phase to it But one train is already on the track Or on yeah. the storage
0: So, um,
1: yeah uh, moving It'll probably on.
0: be themed kind of like what Mako was At least when it opened I guess that some of the elements of Aren't working, at least from what I heard last time. Um, yeah, when
1: I was there in December, the screen above you was not working when
0: you dispatched. Hopefully, they get that stuff fixed because it's little stuff and it doesn't. Cost it is that little much. stuff. So, um, but it's nice. I, like I, to me, like what they're doing theming wise with a ride like Bako was totally appropriate and it was something. It was themed, you know. It wasn't super hyper immersive, but you're there to ride a hyper coaster, anyways. Like. You know, it, there's there's no way you're going to immerse yourself in the story of a shark and be 220 feet in the air. It's and I believe they're,
1: they're integrating their
0: penguin exhibit into the ride. Yes, yes. Um, so this is, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of funny to see how now in this, like, cheap stage, when they're, I don't want to say it's too cheap. I mean, it's a bm and m coaster, but.
1: Oh, well, it's not cheap at all. <laughs>
0: It's like, they could have done this instead of what they did with Antarctica and gotten way more play out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though, like, I don't really see SeaWorld Orlando as being a great coaster park as far as, like, what draws people to the park. It would have done a better job than what Antarctica did. Guaranteed. Like, 100%.
1: Sure, and we'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Orlando. Uh, Yes. Um, But moving on to Over the Seas, and any chance to talk about Efteling is, you know, why not, right? Of course. So, Max and... Moritz. Moritz. Uh, a Basically a dueling powered coaster from Mach has been completed. It's uh, reusing half the station that Bob was used, and they kind of expanded onto the side of it so the two tracks can... Uh, load within the station and they're done the track work and then it took pretty much like just a few weeks it's not that complicated of a ride and uh, i guess you're just gonna have to finish up uh landscaping or any theming they're doing i don't know how much theming they're actually doing to it
0: it's not that big of a ride i mean it's big in so much as there's two tracks and you know it's gonna have much more throughput than bob did i mean that's a guarantee oh yeah yeah um and the, the station will probably be themed, and the queue line will probably be themed. The actual, you know, ride itself will probably be no, no more themed than riding something like um, barnstormer or something like that. But that's fine. Like, I, I'm not going to complain. I think it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, and
1: definitely with those two trains running around, that should be...
0: It's going to have really lots fun. of... It's going to have nice dynamics for the area. It's going to be a fun attraction. It's really something that, you know, in this case, that kind of family thrill coaster attraction, it's, it, in many ways, it's really an upgrade from Bob, because Bob, which was a, you know, an old-school Intamin bobsled coaster, it had no capacity, like, none, you know, cars fit, like, three to six people, I think, per car, and there were not very many cars, um, and it... it it just, as fun of a ride as it was, for that park and that crowd, it just wasn't going to work anymore. And they ran it, you know, pretty much into the ground, and now now they have this. And this is, I think, a much more appropriate choice for that for that space. And even though I can't count it because I don't count powered coasters, I'm still excited to ride this because it means I'm at Efteling. And yeah. I love Efteling. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um now in progress, stuff that we're really excited about. We got we're gonna start with the Iron Guazi. Yes. The remake of Guazi, which has been sitting since what, two thousand and fourteen, was it? Fifteen? I don't remember. It's been a while. Um Yeah, and
0: half of it's been sitting for longer than the other half too.
1: Yeah, like by a year or so or yeah. longer. I, I forget I forget the whole timeline. But uh yeah, that thing is going up. Um what do you think? They still haven't released a POV, and I'm okay with that. I don't need to see a POV. I'm gonna probably just not watch anything and kind of be surprised by this one. Um, and we pro- we pretty much know the layout for the most part.
0: Um, I mean it's almost, it's getting close to being done, so I mean at that stage it's pretty easy to mock it up and, and yeah. have an idea as to what's gonna do. Um. I know that they, they did the classic thing of going to see what RMC has done elsewhere and borrowed their favorite elements. Um, I mean, here's my take on
1: it.
0: Yeah, I think so. So for me, Busch Gardens Tampa is always much more of a classic coaster park and somewhere that that roller coasters, you know, I hate to say fit better, but work better than at like SeaWorld Orlando. And has catered to, like, a high-thrill audience for a long, long time successfully. And so this ride, I think, really has a potential to really draw very well in a way that new coasters at Orlando can't. No offense to Orlando. And this ride is... It's something Central Florida doesn't have. It's going to be appreciably more intense and extreme than anything that's been in Florida before. I mean... The people there that have not been on RMCs are are going to get their heads taken off by this. Oh my thing. God! The
1: Florida, the people who live in the Florida bubble,
0: are, just aren't going to know what to do with themselves. They're going to be ter- They're going to be just just a puddle. They're going to uh, melt they're
1: gonna, down. They're going to. They're going uh, to call. Uh, blah, blah. They're going to call foul on Busch Gardens. And be like, H- how can you do
0: this? This is too much. This is unsafe. This is. Yeah. This is crazy this Just is wait of Just
1: wait for some of the Orlando bloggers Just wait
0: <laughs> Oh yeah I can see it coming Like this is an unsafe ride ro- I mean you know it's going to come Because like this is so far outside of the usual Let's go ride You know uh, Big Thunder Mountain Space Mountain You know Hulk is really extreme for me Type people Like this is like So outside of their their range I mean, most of those people, if we're being honest, a lot of them don't go to Busch Gardens Tampa to begin with on a regular basis because they're not coaster people mm-hmm. and they don't want to ride coasters and etc., etc. So, you know, to be drawn over to this, like, it, it's just it's going to blow them completely out of the water and, like, send them back home to go ride Peter Pan a thousand times. Uh, this is just not... A ride built for them, but it's a ride that's built for me. I'm excited for it.
1: I'm extremely excited, but but I have to. There's one caveat to it, though.
0: Um,
1: as someone who's ridden most of the RMCs out there, I'm not as excited as some other people. I don't know. It just seems so drawn out. Again, I, I think it's going to be amazing. But I kind of expect it. I kind
0: of expect it to, expect it to be like the. Oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: I don't think it's going to be uh, I don't even think it's in like top my top 5 RMCs.
0: But I, I hopefully I'm wrong. I think of the reviews that I saw of Hakuge from people that went and wrote it and they were like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like the the pacing is not the same pacing as Steel Vengeance or some of the smaller RMCs. It's a little bit more drawn out, but it's not so bad cuz like it means like the airtime is hitting you forever and it's sustained for long periods and you know I, I kind of see something in between Hakuge and Steel Vengeance with this ride and you know I'm not going to sit here and guess as to where it's going to fall on my top RMC list or anything like that but I'd be surprised if it wasn't high Oh yeah I mean but... I don't know. know, Some
1: people are already calling it like a steel vengeance killer, and I'm like, um, I don't, I don't know about that.
0: I'll be interested. I'll be interested. You know, I go ride Zadra in May, and then I'll probably ride this sometime during the summer or or fall. And those are, you know, that and Hukuge are like the kind of rides that get compared to Steel Vengeance a lot, largely because of size. And I'll be interested to see how they all compare. Um, I mean, I think. I think RMC, RMC like was so far ahead of the curve that's kind of ups- it's kind of ridiculous to be mad at them now by like going back to the, to the tricks that they invented. <laughs> Just because their rides were so good, I went and rode like fourteen of them all over the world, and, you know, I- I've said this from the very beginning: like if you build enough of them, people will start to get like, a degree of familiarity with them, and then they'll be like, they're all the same. And so you look at a ride like this, which, again, you know, if you built this ride five years ago, it would be the most radical thing ever seen. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's... I mean, it looks cool. It might be in my top five somewhere. Like, that that energy has kind of fallen off a little bit from, like, the coaster nerds, but I think locally... And I think to the people that, you know are going to be coming to that area that maybe haven't experienced an RMC before um, or wouldn't have gone to their local Six Flags or Cedar Fair Park but would go to a Busch Gardens Tampa. You know, this is something that's going to really resonate with them, you know, heavy duty. And it's it's going to be a hell of an impressive ride. Uh, 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 the other thing, too, is that this is Busch Gardens Tampa. That means it's going to run at nighttime fairly frequently. Oh, yeah, true. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of opportunities for night rides from now until the end of time. Um, 12 months of the year, no less. Not just like, a, you know, you get night rides on on Steel Vengeance for, you know, 100 days out of the year if you're lucky, depending on the season. Like, you're, you'll be able to go and get a night ride on this, like, almost 365 days calendar year. So... <laughs> well, that's kind of where I'm looking at it from right now. Like I'm, I to me, it's probably the top ride coaster wise of the year. Even considering that Pantheon is kind of a an amalgam of different things and is different from Intamin, I, I'd still rather ride this. And I'm sure, you know, most people will end up agreeing when all all is said and done that like this ride and possibly even Orion are better rides than Pantheon. Pantheon is the more is the you know the hotter different ride um and jersey jersey devil is also you know that's a ride we're going to talk about as well that's a ride that that is also a little bit different um it's the first single rail coaster from rmc that's not in that same layout that they've been doing over and over and over again and it's a three thousand foot ride it's going to have some length to it a little bit more body um and i'm sure it'll also be a good ride but it's Again, it's kind of like... It's a little bit like Emperor, where... I'm sure when it's built, it's going to look awesome. But, like, as of right now, you know, you're not quite as excited about it. At least that's how I feel about Jersey Devil.
1: It's also the furthest behind the other ones, so... Which brings us to the... uh, Where they're progressing on that one. they're, like, uh, almost done with groundwork and supports are arriving. The thing is... The track was never going to start until uh, they were done with Gwazi. so Yeah. Because the Gwazi crew is probably going to be moving up there as soon as they're done with Gwazi, and Gwazi's not done yet. So
0: This this will be an interesting test case, though, because this is a single rail. It's supposed to go up fast and cheap. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see just how fast and how cheap it goes up.
1: Yeah, and you'll be um, able to see construction updates on the Coaster Spot on my YouTube channel. So go ahead yes, and check yes. that out. The newly rebranded, coaster spot. Coaster spot. The coaster spot. The coaster spot. <laughs> Some person with like two videos from
0: forever ago has coaster spot. Damn him. <laughs> Thanks a lot, whoever you are. Yeah. You're screwing everything up. Yeah. Candymonium. Yeah, we and can I've talk been about in the Northeast.
1: We've been going there every two weeks about and checking out the progress of that, and it's been fun to watch it go up very, very slowly. But it's such a huge project. They have so many crews on that thing. It's a unique terrain, so that's probably why it's been taking so long. But, you know, it's more than just Candemonia in the B&M Hyper, 210 feet tall. It's also a whole new front gate and shopping and restaurant complex, and it's all come along very nicely. The exteriors of most of the buildings are uh, done, and it seems like they're starting to move indoors, and as far as track work goes on Candemonium, they are pretty much almost done. It's just the final helix. So I've done eight updates, so go ahead and check those out on the YouTube channel, and should be done probably within the next week or two, so. And uh, it, I, I'm hoping for. I'm actually kind of excited. about it. I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm really excited about it because looking at the shapes of the hills, it looks very similar to Mako's. They're producing better than average B and M hyper airtime, and then that one drop after the first helix is just wicked. With a, like a, it's like a treble cleft kind of thing. Like it's you know it, it banks just sideways and then dives really quickly. So it's going to kind of be like the turnaround of how the turnaround of Fury ends the dive out of that. So I think that ride might surprise people a little bit. I don't I think, think it's going to be a really good ride. I'd be mean, 10 I just... or anything on like or you know t- top of the list here and everyone's going to just compare it to the big yellow
0: ride next to it too. So <coughs> you and I both know and this is an unpopular thing to say because Sky Rush is going to be the popular enthusiast ride.
1: Hmm.
0: But Candemonium is going to have the longer line.
1: Oh, next yeah. Next year. Are you kidding next me? Next year,
0: five years from now, and ten years from now. Hands yeah, down.
1: It's going to be like the Comet. <laughs> Always has a line. And it also has to do with where it is. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. So, the last one on our list here is the Icebreaker, the Orlando, the new coaster for Orlando next year or this year it's
0: 2020 already Duh. 2020 it's working we're, we're well into 2020 we're yeah we're blazing Seward through
1: Orlando it. I'm actually really excited for this one just because it looks like it's going to be a really fun ride and it's doing a couple of things that we've never seen before so I, I, I just and they're um they're close to being done they uh Need to finish the groundwork for the second half of the ride, so that's why track installation has stalled for like the last month or so. But I, I don't know. The, the quadruple launch, the launches will probably be pretty boring because it's not that fast of a ride, and it's doing it over four launches. So don't expect a launch to be anything to write home about. But the double dip and double, the two double dips surrounding those launches just look like those could be... Something else. And the top hat looks pretty fun too. How it twisted it and it's not your normal shape of a top hat. So that I think that might win the category for one of the funnest rides of the year.
0: You know, it's their like family thrill coaster. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't look too intimidating for families. But I'm excited about it. I think it's gonna be a really fun ride. I mean Again, like I just talked badly about whether or not SeaWorld really needs coasters versus, (laughs) like, shows or a a real dark ride or further expansion of Sesame Street or whatever, but hey, look, um, honestly, I think, you know, from my perspective, from what I enjoy, like, I'm excited about Icebreaker, so I don't know what else to say, like, excited to ride it, it's gonna be good. Um, Maybe it's not the right fit for the park, really, but... You know, it's the right fit for me, so that's what I'm going to care about in the short term, because there's nothing else I can control. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about it. It Looks cool, and, and it's the kind of ride that I want to see more parks build as well. Like, it's it's different. Um, Premier just does lots of really unique things, and that's what's what's really fun about their their catalog. I, I mean, think we're seeing a lot of I think we're seeing a lot of parks do a lot of unique things. Period. I mean. We have, you know, whether it's Icebreaker, whether it's... West Coast um, Racers. Yeah, it, you know, even, like, the Intamin motorbike coasters, like, some of the layouts that we've seen with them. Um, you know, what we've seen with RMC, what we're seeing with Mach. You know, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff that's being built right now that's, that's you know, across, across the spectrum. Like, the number of bad rides that's being built at this point like actively terrible rides, is so small in the United States as to be virtually irrelevant. I mean, what was the, the last really bad, big roller coaster that opened up? I, I can't even think of it in the United States. Um. <laughs> um. Exactly. Because remember, like that, you'd have years where, like, oh, we're, there's like three boomerangs that opened and SLCs, SLCs and... stand up coasters. Um, yeah, I don't
1: know, Jesus. I mean, oh, like I, I can tell you one, but that this one barely counts. The right the the blizzard thing that's at in Texas.
0: That's a used ride. Though. Yeah, like...
1: I know that, 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 that's an asterisk there, but um, no, like. Something that, you know, a park, like, it, it, it like, nothing to the la- lines of, like, "Sun of Beast or anything is happening anymore, where we knew going in that was never going to work. That was just an inherently bad, terrible idea. It was just before its time, if anything. Son of Beast yeah. could
0: be done today. I mean, it is being done today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, right? Like, there's there's so many parks that that are building multi-inversion wood coasters now that um you know it's now it's like old hat. I mean, they just don't do vertical loops. They do like other things. So, you know, it's kind of funny to think about it in that sense. But but yeah, seriously, like if you think about it, there's very few actively bad rides being built like really actively bad and you know like basically like there's some people that don't like for instance the skyrocket 2 coasters really there there's a few uh, oh. joe's not a fan well, i'm not I a huge fan i think it's because of, of
1: the comfort collars
0: yeah but but like you know like even that ride again like if you build that ride in if you take that ride out of the space that exists now and you put it in 1984 <laughs> it's like a top 3 ride easily e- like you know in an era when stuff like the Loch Ness monster was like as good as Steel Coasters got like it's it's just like incomprehensible to think like how awesome it would be there so anyways that's kind of my 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 just you know a quick take that I want to make on that it's like the amount of good rides that we're seeing is fantastic and like the list of rides that we've got here like you know when people are like the things that they have to complain about are like iron guazi looks too much like an rmc (laughs) and candemonium and orion will just have really good airtime and be super comfortable like you know like how how ridiculous does that sound that by the way that
1: that further proves my point because everyone was bitching about mako when it opened and then it opened and people were like Oh, wait.
0: This is good. <laughs> I mean, that, that one hill on Mako, the the second hill is, like, outrageous. And it's the same thing with, like, Fury, to me. Like, you know, when people say, like, oh, well, Fury... I to say when people... there There's a limited group of people. We know who they are. And they may or may not have been paid money over the years to produce video for certain manufacturers. But when they oh, go okay. out there and they're like, oh... You know, what's the difference between Mako and every other B&M Hyper? Like, come on. Come on. Like, anybody that's been on enough rides want knows. I to figure out
1: the last bad ride being built in the United States. i got to figure this out. God, what was it? Was there anything in the 2010s that was really horrific?
0: There's rides that, like, I don't really like. Like, I don't really like Rolling Thunder at OWA. Um But you yeah. yeah, have to really think of that as, like, a major ride. I guess it is, but, like, it's it's in a strange context, right? Like,
1: Yeah, I guess. that. I mean, I can understand people's complaints about that, and I've always enjoyed it, but I totally get people's complaints with that ride. But uh, moving on, finally, to the first yes. to open this year, Texas Stingray, opening February 29th.
0: Looks good. Have you seen the POV? Um, yes. I mean, it's... It's not like super airtime filled. Yeah, it's, but... gonna
1: be, it's probably gonna be lots of pops, lots of helixes. I don't know. GCI's are really hard to judge by their POV's, except for okay. Vader. I saw the Vader POV. Yeah. I was like, uh,
0: Mm-mm. it kind of but... looks like it. It looks like a. It's weird because like GCI to me built these rides in like the the mid two thousands, and I've been talking about recently where like. They had like a stretch of really killer rides where, you know, Renegade, Thunderhead, you know, Troy, those are all really, really, really quality rides. And now it's kind of feels like they're going back to the kind of rides that they used to be building, which are just like real short pops of airtime, and that's about it.
1: I don't I can't think of any rides really there have been sustained stuff though, to be honest with you.
0: They've always There's like one happy. or two you'll have like you at least have the sense of, like, more than, like, a very quick pop. Like, a very, very quick pop. Like, to me, like, I would not say that White Lightning is just, like, a quick up and down. Uh, to me, like, GCI airtime is kind of like the second half of a double down on every hill that they build. <laughs> that's a good... I like that. Like, that's the way I would describe it. If you ask me to describe... GCI airtime—it's the second part of the double down, always. But you know some of the other rides like White Lightning and Thunderhead, and um, and there's 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 spots too on Renegades, another one of them, and uh, Predator. You know you'll actually get airtime going over the top of a hill.
1: You mean Prowler, right?
0: A Prowler. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, you will get airtime going over the top of the hill, and so that makes it different. I, you know that's that's the way I would describe the difference between those rides uh, and kind of like for me riding mystic timbers as much as I enjoy it, you know, it has these long drawn out hills where you should have that, but it doesn't it never totally does it for me. The second hill does pretty good on that actually. It's kind of like the like what I call like the hills in and out of the island. You know, those those big straight hills that go from the twisty section, like from the beginning to the twisty mm-hmm. sections. It's kind of got like this fake airtime that doesn't, it never really does it. Like it never mm-hmm. really gets to being like a oomph. Like it wants to get there, but then it's just, yeah, I don't know about it. And then it just never quite gets there. That's the way, that's, that's my interpretation of it. That's been my issue with the ride. But I don't, I don't hate it. It's a fun ride. I enjoy it. I'll ride it up like a thousand times, but like that's just basically where I'm going with it on this. That's my that is my opinion. That's my hot take. Um but you know, going back to in this case, Texas Stingray, you know, it's not the most incredible ride, but you know it's the only it's now the only wood coaster in San Antonio.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, ZDT's isn't that far, but...
0: It's not that far, but...
1: It's, yeah, San Antonio proper.
0: Yeah, it's a a traditional wood coaster, too. The ZDT ride switchback is... Very different. Very different. (laughs) Exceedingly different. Um, And not in bad ways, it's just a different ride. That's all. Can we
1: talk about another exceedingly different ride that's rumored for Busch Gardens Williamsburg next year?
0: Yes, yes we can.
1: So Busch Gardens Williamsburg fans.com has been breaking coasters since what, like Tempesto. So anytime yeah. they publish anything, it's pretty much fact.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: to the point where they've pretty much been banned from like media events and everything like that and yeah. But uh, so we knew that last year we knew that they had gotten a height variance for 355, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we're like, ooh, we've talked about it on this podcast. Giga Coaster. Nice. Reusing the old Dragonfire station. It's about time. It's been 20 something, basically 20 years. And then this happened. So it's. Basically like a sit-down impulse coaster
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's going to run two trains with a switch track and all that, two one-sections, a nice swooping turn, and then, I mean, we're not sure of the height, but it's probably going to be 300-plus feet with a twist on the way up, and uh, that, that's a, and a reverse spike. Vertical spike and but that that's about that's about it.
0: <laughs> what do it's, you uh, think? Like okay, so it's big, yeah, and it'll be fun. I think. I just unless don't they understand like, why they this really park. Do... I I'm trying to think like. Remember how I was just talking about, like, how coaster enthusiasts are jaded and it's really bad? Yeah. I kind of feel like I don't care about this ride.
1: I, no, it's I just... don't. This feels like the Valraven for me. Like
0: It feels so strange to say that, but, like, I look at it and I'm like... I've never asked for a vertical twisting spike to go forwards and backwards on. I've never... You know, I never looked at that terrain and thought, gee whiz, I sure wish I could ride it as a shuttle coaster and, like, go backwards through the, the high-speed curves doing, like, 80 miles an hour or whatever. I this just... would be
1: cool at a lot of other parks, but not this park. I mean, it'd be cool out in San Antonio or uh, some other parks, but, like, here, it just makes no sense to me. It's the fourth, fourth launch coaster. Uh...
0: I mean, like, if you want to, if you want to stake out a claim that like this is the coaster capital of the Mid Atlantic, I guess you do this. Yeah. But um, I'm I just, I feel dead about it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like. There's nothing about this ride that screams, "This is what I wanted." Like, as enthusiast, like I want different and I want new, and then like they give me this. And it's, you know, it's new. Like, they've never done the crazy vertical spike before. It's aesthetically going to look really wild. Like, if you look at the the mock-ups of what that that tower will look like with the support structure, it's going to look crazy. Especially as big as it's going to be. Like, a 350-foot twisting, you know, giant steel tower with this track. But, you know... For what I want out of rides Which is like airtime This just isn't that ride Not that thing Gonna have some And I I don't Like I just can't see the sit down trains As being the kind of thing that makes this ride interesting to me Like if you had If you had an ulterior Like seating arrangement Like wing seating or something
1: Or you know what would have been really cool If they had done the dueling dragons thing the China Dueling Dragons thing.
0: Where there's a track underneath it and yeah, above. Yeah, that would
1: have been so cool. Yeah.
0: That would have that been fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I, like, the, like some of the some of the Chinese coasters they built, the Intamins built, like the hypers and stuff, and or the crazy launches where it's like the backwards launch and then the forwards coaster portion. That stuff looks great. And like I'm not saying this is a bad ride. I'm just like I'm indifferent to what it's attempting to do. Like it's just not my style of attraction. It's not the thing that I wanted to go on.
1: I feel like the Obi-Wan right here, this is not the coaster you want. You want to go home and reevaluate your life and your coaster decisions.
0: <laughs> like, how rad would it have been if they did, like, if they wanted to do the launch coaster, fine. Whatever. You do a launch coaster. But, like, why not... Like, it would have been awesome just to just have, like, a big top hat and then it comes down with, like, a vertical straight drop. Even if it did that and then went immediately into the brakes, like Top thrill Dragster, I would have been fine with that.
1: Yeah, especially if it had gone down that ravine near the water and stuff like that. That would have been cool.
0: But Uh, I think a big part of it for me is, like, the idea that you're going backwards down the 300-foot spiral drop. Because visually you won't see anything unless you launch, unless the whole thing is backwards to begin with. Which it could be, I guess.
1: Or what would be cool is, is that two of the cars were forward and two were backwards.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot
1: of thing they can do. Or 20 years later, they can turn the car to train around, like you know, six flags.
0: Yeah. Kind of like I mean, like Mister Freeze oh. is better the way it is now than it yeah. was when it first opened. In my opinion.
1: and I'm so sad that wasn't that hadn't the
0: that, that
1: chiller didn't last long enough for for it to be done there. Tiller would yeah. have been freaking awesome.
0: It would have been great. So okay, you know what? I take it back. If they if they turn the cars around <laughs> and they they do it so that you're seating, so basically you do the ride backwards to start with. That way you're facing forwards, going down the spike. Then I'm okay with it. Yeah, I've talked myself into it. I'm glad we had this discussion because now I don't hate it as much. Yeah. But that, but this means that when they, when it turns out that they're just going to have this, the seats, the way we expect them to, then I can hate it again. So I'm just, I'm, I'm opening the door to loving this ride, but I'm prepared to shut it immediately.
1: Sure. I mean, it will knowing... be fun, but it just, it just doesn't make, it just doesn't seem like, make sense that much. I mean, I still feel yeah. the same thing about Val Raven. It's a great ride. I just don't, I don't. I don't. I would have preferred something else there. So.
0: I like Val Raven fine. Mm. Like Val Raven That's to me so feels so. like, but it, it, to me it makes sense. It's like if you're going to build a dive coaster, it'd be like if they built it. If they would be like if they built an exact duplicate of Oblivion, and you'd be like, well, why would you do that? Like yeah. you could have done anything, and you chose that. Like at least like Val Raven, I can justify and be like, well, you built like a giant ride. It was the biggest of its kind, and it did big things, and it's over the midway.
1: I so always that... thought that a, a record breaking BM flyer in that spot would have been pretty freaking awesome.
0: Yeah. The problem, I mean, the issue that they always would have had would have been to do the, like, the split stations and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the flying coaster is still something that park needs, I think. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I just I feel like a flying coaster is the thing that you look at, or a forty. A, a controlled forty, yeah, would be something like. I mean, it's um, when you have that many coasters, what do you do?
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Build a dark um, ride is what they should do. But that's that's just me.
1: But when you have that many coasters and you have the most coasters in the world, what do you do? Yeah, maybe put a Mac Power Splash in to replace that's your what old you Intamin spillway coaster or spillway <sighs> boat ride.
0: Please, Magic Mountain. Please put the turntable on it.
1: Oh my God! That's yes,
0: all, and that's all uh, I ask.
1: The loop would be cool too. Uh, the loop comes that. So recently, I think it's some kind of was this some kind of European coaster event, like non-riding coaster event or something. I don't know where the video came out of, but anyways, they showed a few concepts. mocked did, and one was like a water ride type deal, and other one was a power splash. But the only big difference is uh, before you go up the reverse tower for the second time. Uh, you uh, go through a vertical loop, which seems like a great idea. Why not? Um, Reminds but... me of,
0: like, the old Misho shuttle loops in Japan, where it had, like, a little, like, a vertical spike and then, like, a bump. Yeah. And then the loop.
1: Yeah, except you don't... The, those all, like, usually drop down the valley into the loop. Yeah. But, yeah, I see where you're coming from. And have you ridden one it's of also those? really
0: strange thing to mention is me show shuttle loops on this podcast but i i know you're listening like, to this you should expect it by now
1: yeah but man i had to even think what the heck you were talking about for a split second there
0: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, um i love back power splashes
1: yeah every part but for happen. god for god just the turntable please <laughs> Yeah, like,
0: like you, need the, you need the two cars. I don't care so who you are. It's so stupid in
1: I, Texas that you don't have the... <clears> uh...
0: That ride is going to have a million-hour queue. Yeah. Especially once people get off it and they're like, holy shit, this is fun. Forget it. That thing's going to be an eternity wait. Which yeah, is too bad, because I love it. discussions
1: what they're going to do about uh, the time if they're just going to run without the water, because that would be pretty simple with, with that ride, I think. Just... You know, you just
0: yeah. Well, you know keep what the though, like if they closed. if if they didn't run it, then like they could still run it like nine months of the year, almost at least like seven to eight months. So. Yeah,
1: because they would do maintenance on it at least one yeah. or two months
0: out of the year. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, not on our outline, but Orlando, uh, the rumor is a B and M wing coaster.
0: Yes. To, to be placed SeaWorld.
1: between the front gate and the old. Ski Stadium.
0: If it worked for Cedar do- Point, why not put it at SeaWorld? It's not like they're completely different parks with completely different demographics or anything, but, you know. Um. Yep.
1: So, I'm, I'm okay fine. with I'm that. fine with
0: it. I hope it's, I'll I mean, enjoy have, it.
1: I would like it to be launched, though. But,
0: you know. Yeah, I would, too. That would be nice. Something different. Some more, like, physical stuff that it goes through. Um. I mean, at least with SeaWorld, like, there'll be some degree of theming. I don't know that I would expect it to be as much as, like, you know, what Toverland did or what Gardaland did, but, you know, there'll be something there.
1: Yeah, but that's a pretty weak rumor, so I don't think we should talk about it too much yet. Yeah. (laughs) We know something's going to be going into that area, though, and the rumor is a B&M something. So we
0: were talking about maintenance closures, which brings us to... A ride which may or may not be closed forever. No one's really sure. Desperado. Yep, we're
1: talking about it again and I had my chance to ride it at some point and I decided not to do it and once again I'm yelling at myself. So Desperado is been closed since sometime last year and the Park is saying conflicting things and regardless, if it does reopen and you haven't ridden it, if go. Because no matter what it's not... Desperado is not going to be seeing the world for very much longer. Yeah. Uh, it, the The whole resort of Prim in that area is just dead. You know, the California... I think the California casinos kind of did it in, really, right?
0: Combination of that and just the expansion of casinos elsewhere has has hurt right. it. I mean, gaming in, in Las Vegas is, is a disaster right now, and mm. I don't know how you can... I don't know how to turn it around, and I don't I don't think they do either. I mean to me, you know, the way you do it is by appealing to gamblers, but they are so far away from that now that I don't I don't know that you can turn it around by doing it again. Like I don't think it's not so you can't just snap your fingers and, and bring the gamblers back to play the way you used to. Um and and it's increasingly easy now on a national level to do stuff that you used to not be able to do anywhere but Nevada sports betting is the obvious example which um is now live here in the state of Michigan so you know yeah it was a different world in
1: 1994 was it or five I forget yeah it was
0: 1990 uh 1995 I think is when they opened it I want to say I could be I could be off by, like, a year. I'll, I'll look it up right now while we're typing. 94. It was 94. Um, It was a different world, but, you know, that was also a new resort at the time, and you know, they were looking to, to try and draw people in, and if we're being honest here for a second, that ride has probably made a lot of money. I mean, it, it's not like it's been open for five minutes. It's been open for 26 years. Yeah. And... 've been they've basically been parting out the trains for years now that they had to only have one operating train
1: well they don't need more than one personally they all. don't
0: need more than one um, but you know that ride has basically been you know I don't want to say free for them because there's a liability insurance cost but for the most part like
1: it whether it operates or not it's still kind of doing its job it's it's getting people to say, ooh, look at the roller coaster. Maybe I'll go and check that out. And then they get into the casino and they find out it's not closed, but they're like, oh look the slot machines, I'll play them.
0: Yeah, that's that was always the hope to begin with. And to and also to kind of like create that whole resort around you know, having rides and attractions and things to do. I mean it's it's failed at this point, I think. Um or at least it, it's no longer sustainable and things have to change. I mean
1: We'll keep you updated, and yeah. I definitely I am going to find a Frontier flight as soon as I can, the minute I hear a confirmation of that thing reopening, if it does or does not. Um, yes. But it's not looking good. Like Our friends over in the loop wanted to try to rent it out for free RT this year, and they basically said, no, it hasn't ran, we're not interested, blah, blah, blah.
0: And, and in th- fairness, like if you go on the website, it's still listed there. It says closed until further notice, but... You know, if they were really saying it was never going to run again, like, it would be really easy to take that page down. So, yeah,
1: we'll
0: see. We'll see. We'll
1: see. Um, and then, obviously, China is suffering from a lot of things, obviously. The uh, virus that's spreading and how they've shut down the, mostly the Wuhan district and extended. So I didn't know how China worked, how there was, like, a basically a part of the year where everyone pretty much just goes on holiday and the government's pretty much extended that holiday to keep people away from the markets where the virus can spread. And I got to, I mean, it's interesting how, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the, the whole, how they're handling the whole thing?
0: <coughs> Until they know more about the disease, and like, how likely it is to kill people? They don't really have a choice, yeah. But to basically shut stuff down for a while. Um, you know, if it if even if it stays at like the two percent mortality rate, um, it's not
1: like it's the Ebola It's it's bad, but it's not.
0: But two percent is also still bad. pretty bad.
1: Yeah, it's pretty like, bad.
0: If 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 you have one point four billion people. What's this that, disease, at this at the rate at which it, it it transmits, you know, is going to basically infect most of the population. So, if but, you do your back of napkin math, like, and it infects, let's say, six hundred million people, and but only two percent of them die, that's still twelve million people.
1: Yeah, that's that's a bit.
0: <laughs> that's a lot. That's that's a substantial number of people. Like that is a serious crisis. That would. Suck up an enormous amount of resources So
1: And how it affects uh, The amusement industry is uh, They're all closed Disney, Hong Kong, Disney Shanghai Ocean Park Wuhan, all the the Happy Valleys The Fancy Wild Fancy Wild Parks And then probably many many more
0: Are all closed The, the Shimalong Parks, all of them I mean Yeah
1: Construction stopped on any projects, and uh, I mean, uh, we're going to see other issues too with just manufacturing, probably,
0: and the availability of stuff. Give it, give it like three months, and just wait to see what happens to like the cost of a television set.
1: Oh my God, are you sitting or your or <laughs> or your Apple products?
0: <laughs> yeah, you thought the I Mac, mean,
1: you thought the Mac Pro was bad now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah seriously I mean you know it sucks like you know nobody nobody actually wants to see uh millions of people have their lives endangered, but you know I don't know what to do about it like they're the government's doing their thing, everyone's buying their masks everyone's trying to uh take care of themselves and hopefully you know everything's back up and running you know stably soon enough but it's going to be a little while. Don't expect, don't expect this to to iron itself out next week or something like that. Um, I was actually on the the European Coaster Club Facebook group, and there was a guy there where there's like, nah, it's not a big deal. Why would you cancel your trips? And everyone's like, everything's closed. Like all the airlines have canceled their flights. Like you can fly to China for like four hundred dollars right now. Why you would do that, I have no idea because you'd be put like in a military barracks when you get home, or I would be forced to uh, inform my employer that I had been in China and had to be monitored for two weeks. Like, why would I go through that? It's insane. You know? And, and that's what everybody's going to go through. So, you know, people are, are... Some people have been very unrealistic about this, and I think that as time goes on, and this does not just disappear in the next week or two... And this becomes a sustained thing that's going to go into the summer and possibly the fall. It'll be it'll be a thing at that stage. Like it'll be kind of a major talking point for the year. But uh, we're not there yet because it, it's very far away and there's no obvious effect on us. It'll happen, but in the meantime, we know that the Disney parks are closed and it's a lot of revenue that's just completely gone for the Walt Disney Corporation.
1: Can they claim and uh
0: on that? I don't know if they do. I like I I don't know how easy it is to insure something like that in China. I'm sure it's possible. I just don't know what it would look like or how.
1: Um Didn't they when the Tokyo was closed for the tsunami?
0: Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Um It'll be interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: But there's nothing There's nothing else you can do. So, um... Yeah. <sighs> now that we've talked about that depressing story...
1: How was your cruise?
0: <laughs> so I actually have a trip report. And I, I rode coasters. Uh, albeit it was in December slash January. But it happened. Um... So I went. I flew down to Miami uh, right after Christmas, and checked into our hotel. And then we immediately got in the rental car and drove ourselves over to Santa's uh, Wonderland Island. Whatever the heck it's called, um, it's called Santa's. Good Lord, what is it called?
1: I have no idea. I mean... So let me know.
0: <laughs> Santa's Santa's Winter Wonderland, or no, I'm sorry, Santa's Enchanted Forest. Which is located in Tropical Park in Miami, Florida. And um, it is a collection of rides, carnival rides, which they plunk down in the in the park. They charge a cover for it. There's shows. Um, there's various entertainment that goes on. But basically, you know, it's a carnival, ostensibly. And there's some pretty big operators that are there with big rides. And so, you know, for us going there, we had the opportunity to go on most of the stuff. There's Rockwell or SJ entertainment, AKA Steve Vanderforce's operation out of Texas. Um, So for me, like the new stuff was, there was a, a wacky worm and an Orient express from Rockwell that I hadn't been on before. I rode the Zyklon that you and I rode at um, the IX Center a couple of years ago. Okay, that was there. Uh, the spinning mouse that I rode at the Ohio State Fair earlier in the year was there. And the big get for me and my 1,000th coaster was the SJ Entertainment Windstorm, I, uh, which I used no to be at the this Fun happened. Forest. Yes. So I got to a thousand coasters And then we rode the big Ferris wheel They had a I forget whose Ferris wheel this is I assume it must be Rockwell's or somebody's But there was a huge booked in Ferris wheel And there were A bunch of flat rides there as well Uh, You know Decent mix of attractions And yeah got to a thousand coasters It was nice Um, So I did that And uh, I It's not that I cured myself of going on rides, but I don't feel, I feel like, yeah, I did that. Okay, that was good. And it was nice. Um, You know, nothing there was super great, but the Windstorm is a windstorm. It's a really good portable model. Not even really a portable model. Most of them are park-based. And it's a fun, thrilling attraction. The Kitty coasters were, eh. The Zyklon was all right. And yeah. I mean overall, you know, for what it was, there's there's like a fast pass option, which we paid for just basically as insurance and worked out just fine. I was happy with it. Um then we took a long cruise. It was eleven nights on the MSC Divina out of Miami. We stopped in Jamaica, uh we stopped in Costa Maya, which is a in Mexico that's been developed For cruise lines We went to Cartagena, Colombia um, Panama Which you stop in Cologne, Panama But we went to Panama City And the Panama Canal for our tour Costa Rica And their new private island In the Bahamas called MSC Ocean K. And uh, It was a good trip I, you know, I would say like MSC Design wise as a cruise line it's Italian, so everything's super glittery and uh, really shiny. Um, somewhere in between like celebrity and carnival in terms of like the design. Um, where it's, it's, can be a little outlandish, but it's also very Italian, so you expect it to be outlandish. Food on board's really good, um, especially the pizza, which is just phenomenal. It's easily the best pizza on any cruise ship. And, uh, Hugely international group of people on board, because it's a European cruise line. When we got off, which was really the worst part by far, was trying to get off in Miami. We saw a humongous line of people trying to get in for, uh, you know, European passport control. And we passed right right by them into an empty line for Americans. Like, there were... I don't want to say there were no Americans on the boat, but... Not very money, and as is usually the case with Americans dealing with Europeans, you know, Americans are far too kind and and proper and don't push and shove enough to get where they need to go. Uh, we made sure we did, and that's how we got off the boat, basically. <laughs> so, you know, it was a good trip. Um, I could talk about the ports at length, but we didn't do any parks on any of them. Um, there weren't really any parks to do, so... They were all cool, though. I mean, I like everywhere we went to except for Ocho Rios, which is a dump. Uh, and they'll actually have a new suspended coaster opening up. Uh, one of the Weigland ones like that was put in in Pigeon Forge coming up in the next month or so. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, That's, yeah, it's a good trip. It was nice. It was mean, relaxing.
1: When I saw that, that makes going on that cruise. Because you, you've been always telling me that you can do that and the... Haiti one, if you get the right cruise in one yes. go, so get yes. three credits on one cruise. Sounds wonderful. So
0: it's totally possible. Totally possible. I will and definitely I liked be it. hitting
1: you up when we decide to do that. And it,
0: was, us... it was. It's not a bad. It's actually a very good mountain coaster too. It has some like pretty deep dives. Which one uh, for for Weigland? Uh, they have you know the mom coaster that's there already at Mystic Mountain.
1: Okay, the Jamaica one.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they have the second coaster they're putting on top of the same mountain. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully it does a little point bit, I'll well, have to go back.
1: Hopefully so. it does a little bit more than the one in Pigeon Forge, because that one is um, – it looks pretty boring. If, it, it, if, you, <laughs> if you didn't know, they, uh, <clears throat> it opened for a second without little laser guns, and now it has laser guns and uh, – you shoot targets when you're going around curves very, very slowly. <laughs> so, it counts. It, well, it totally it, is a coaster, no doubt. But yeah.
0: I like that it's now laser gun coaster. Is it really? That's what it says on RCDB.
1: When did they have it happen? listed
0: as laser gun coaster? That's
1: that sounds like the most Japanese name ever, or Chinese name ever. Most
0: Chinese, yeah. Oh, actually, really quickly, we you know, we talked about some closures. Actually, two different parks have been announced this week as closing in oh, Japan. Oh,
1: God. Freaking out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the first park that was announced as being closing is Misaki Park in Osaka, uh, which Misaki is basically this... Park? Misaki Park? Park, which is that? located... It's on top of a hill uh, in Osaka. I have not personally been there. It's the 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 thing it's most well known for is that it has a Hopkins Wild Mouse.
1: Oh.
0: So, a little bit of a strange park for sure. The jet coaster there is very old. It's from 57. Um The park itself is just uh, it's a, it's a classic extremely strange Japanese park. Um but unfortunately, you know, the situation in Japan is what it is for parks and is becoming increasingly challenging. And they announced that basically the rides will be closing this year after March. Uh,
1: Misaki and, Park? Uh,
0: and Misaki Park. Okay. M-I-S-A-K-I Park. Um, and then the other park that was announced as closing is Toshimon, which I went to in Tokyo this past September and had a blast at. I, I love Toshiman. So... That was actually a huge letdown uh, to hear that, and, and Toshiman's a park that has actually a couple really cool rides. I mean, has a Blauer Enzyme, which is, uh, you know, increasingly rare-powered coaster type. Uh, it has the Cyclone, which is a another classic Japanese, you know, jet coaster ride, this, but really with a fantastic layout and good airtime and just a fun ride. Uh, has easily the best carousel in Japan, if not all of Asia, which is the, a carousel that actually began its life in, in Coney Island, New York, many, many years ago. Um, a, a very unique three-tiered machine with each tier spinning at a different speed and all sorts of different yeah. pieces on it. Um, crazy dark ride, interesting train. But yeah, the announcement that was closing is that one. That one was a little bit tougher for me to take, uh, having just been there, and having you know really good memories of of visiting it and seeing it. And uh, they've been talking about maybe building a WB thing on on the spot of it. They say they are nego- negotiations for a Harry Potter attraction. I don't believe it at all. Um. I'm sure they'd like to have a Harry Potter attraction there instead, but I don't I don't buy it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Japanese situation, you know, the, most of the parks were built in the 70s, 60s, 80s, you know, that time frame. If you look at the list today, there's almost as many defunct parks as there are our existing parks. There's more defunct coasters than there are operating coasters in the history of the country, you know, without that like long history of the 1910s, 1920s construction like we had here, a lot of parks just feel like they're on their way out. And I I wish I wasn't saying that. I wish I wasn't in that position to tell you those sorts of things as being true. But I look in Tokyo and I see Hanyashiki's closed, um, Arakawa Park is closed. Saiba Yuanchi is has eliminated all of its non-powered coasters. Um, Tobu Zoo is down to just a couple of coasters with yeah, Vagina powering. closing. So you know it is what it is, and uh, it's not it's not a situation as far as you know the health of that. That scene that's that seems to be improving. It's definitely going the opposite direction, and uh, you know, the longer if if you want to get out there and ride some of the weird stuff, you basically need to get out there now because I'm happy that I went out there and got to see at least Toshiman and and you know see some of the other small parks in the Tokyo area, but the stuff that's outside of it, you know, I don't know how long that stuff's going to stick around for. And, uh, you know, in some cases, some of it's just not going to. I mean, you look at the list of the coasters that have closed at, like, Ecoma Skyland, and it's most of them. Uh, sea Paradise, Surf Coastal Leviathan's been closed for months, and there's no expectation for it to reopen. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, so it's me a bummer. like I uh, need to prioritize that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I would say if you're a coaster enthusiast and and you want to prioritize something, prioritize Japan, uh, so you can at least get to see some of it before it fades away, and there's nothing left. And uh, that sounds that sounds dire, but you know, I I know from my perspective, I look at the rides that have closed at Tokyo Dome City at uh, you know Space World is gone, um, other parks will close. It's going to happen. Yep. I guarantee it's going to happen And you know Once they close You're not going to see a lot of those rides Relocated and reopened So if you want to see them you got to go now So Anyways Now with that downer let's talk about your ski trips real quick
1: Oh god Yeah Um, So I haven't done much anything major And uh, I might have a couple of ski trips In the future, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen But with Vail buying Peak Resorts Which is like 20 something resorts All over the northeast And midwest uh, All of a sudden I had access to a bunch of Hills in Pennsylvania
0: Hmm.
1: Including one that's About an hour away So, um, started out the season With uh, Jack Frost and Big Boulder Which I've been to many, many times It's a fun little hill Um I'd actually never skied at Big Boulder, because it's kind of known a little bit more for snowboarders. But it was okay. They need to open more stuff. I'm probably going to get back there probably this week, later this week. But since I am driving two hours to Hershey every few weeks to do these updates, it brings me closer to three resorts that they bought in central South Central PA. Um... Round Top, which is kind of near Harrisburg. Which is a fun little hill. Um, most of these places have like a vertical of about 500 or so feet. A little bit more in some cases. Uh, Liberty, which is uh, a little bit closer to Gettysburg. Which is fun. The backside of the mountain is actually quite, quite challenging. For at least that region. And then... Uh, This past weekend, I met up with my buddy from Chattanooga, Jason, and we skied at Whitetail, which is like one mile north of the Maryland border, and uh, I skied there um, like three weeks ago, and there was like literally three trails open, and since then, uh, they have opened pretty much all their terrain, except for like three or two or three runs, and Whitetail is a fun little resort. It's actually somewhat young for a ski resort. It's uh 1991, which for ski resorts is actually pretty young. A lot of the stuff in America was built, you know, really early on, or a lot of stuff in the 60s and 70s, um, and then at some point the saturation mark kind of hit. And Whitetail's fun. Uh, it's one of the few in Pennsylvania that actually has a high-speed quad, which is fun since you, you get up at just like breakneck speeds compared to the old ski list uh, because it runs at at least twice the speed that the others and uh, has some nice unique terrain and beautiful views of the Appalachian Mountain chain heading up north from, you know, south-central Maryland or south-central Pennsylvania up, you know, up then into Harrisburg where then it makes a a right-hand turn towards uh, new jersey but uh just beautiful views and uh the snow's been pretty good actually um i mean it's all blown but they've done a pretty good job at, with coverage and uh, it was uh, we, uh, they, we we started out the morning uh sunday morning with like it's with a it blizzard uh the snowing a little bit and then uh by the end of the day it was a blue sky and in the middle of the day we took a nice uh hour break and tailgated with some beverages and uh just had a great time um and then the night before um we went to wisp which i uh on instagram i was like oh first time skiing in maryland and it surprised me i was like thinking okay maybe there's more maryland i later found out the next day that that wisp mountain is the only ski ski hill in all of (coughs) (laughs) maryland Uh, which is, it was actually really decent. Uh, we did a night ticket because their day tickets are really expensive. Oh man. Ariel found me a deal site because, uh, Jason had told me like $35 earlier that week. And then uh, a lot of ski resorts, uh, do a thing I had forgotten. They do a thing where if you book earlier, uh, you get a good discount and then the closer you get to the day of, it can increase significantly. In his case, you know, if I booked online um, before resort fees, it was thirty-five dollars for night skiing. And then with the day, I finally I was just gonna I was gonna get there earlier and start working on the video that I'd shot at Hershey, and I looked at the price. I'm like fifty-nine dollars for four hours at night skiing. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! And I was like, and then I'm like, I'll just wait till I get there, and maybe, maybe they are, uh, you know punishing online people for waiting for so long and then I get to the ticket booth and they're like $67. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ?" <laughs> but uh liftopia.com apparently is a really good site for discount uh lift tickets where it got me uh all in for $41 for 4 hours. Not so bad. So, very good skiing. Um some nice terrain. Really nice terrain. Uh some really good uh, blacks that I would actually classify as blacks. So, you know, it, the joke is, if you've grown up skiing or skied a lot in, you know, the Rockies and or California or, or um, parts of Canada, what they call black here is kind of a uh, blue out there. Um, but some of the terrain there was actually, I would actually call black. So... It was decent. Um, Main reason that he dragged me all the way to Wisp, because I would have just been happy staying in Pennsylvania, was uh, he wanted to uh, go on the Alpine Coaster there. And, uh, well, uh, I I strapped the GoPro to him. Question, by the way. If I put the GoPro on him, set up the camera, and pressed play, who technically gets credit for like am I actually technically is he just a human tripod
0: (laughs) like who actually took the video good question it's actually a really good question (laughs) he had a
1: laugh at that I'm like I think you were just a human tripod so got a cool video of him uh going throughout the uh the snow with skiers skiing below and all that stuff um I chose not to ride because I kind of have a – if I've gotten the credit already, I I have a rule. If I'm about to go skiing, uh, I'm not going to waste the money because when you go from skiing to Alpine Coaster or vice versa, it's just not as exciting when I'm zipping down the the runs at like 40, 50 miles per hour. (laughs) It's a little bit of a downgrade. Um, But uh, he said it was a lot of fun It has like a triple dip And it has not been uh, modified With the magnetic automatic braking yet So uh, I assume eventually it will be Because I mean Eventually They'll have to
0: Yeah it's like I don't want to say it's a safety thing But it's a good like Thing to reduce liability costs
1: yeah, I'm sure. Like, if uh, if their insurance carrier hasn't gotten word that there's this option to uh, re- retrofit it with uh, automatic braking, the collision avoidance, uh, if they do, <laughs> then uh, it would probably be worthwhile well for them to change it over because uh, a bunch have already. So, yeah, like the first one in North America has uh, Glenmore Caverns converted it over, and then the one in New Jersey did, which that one doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Considering how long it's taking them to open an Intamin coaster in, indoors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. That, that's <coughs> that it for skiing. And then hope to get up to New England because they bought a ton of resorts. Uh, well, I mean, part of the peak resorts. They've purchased a bunch that I haven't been to. And uh, hopefully I'll go up to there. And then Hunter Mountain, New York. And then there's a couple partner resorts they have up in Quebec. Which would work really well because you know you have to go through Quebec City and there's a certain credit I missed out on last year. Yes. So, which I've seen video of it recently. It looks really boring. They break you like on the downhills and everything. It looks it looks really cool, but if it runs away, the one video I saw of the we're at um, Mega Park in Quebec City. It's the it's like an inverted coaster by it? Extreme Engineering. Is that the manufacturer? I believe.
0: I'm pulling Sounds that all right off, to me. Could be
1: out of my head. Um, but so yeah, that's that's my plans, and I mean parks do open in like sixty days, um, which for me it could be longer. I'm still I'm still okay with an off season at this point. So,
0: I I mean, once I got back from the cruise, I've done nothing.
1: You haven't so. done anything. You've watched a lot of boxing, haven't you? <laughs>
0: You know, I've I've been busy with all sorts of different stuff. It's just like none of it's been going to parks. I I haven't even like left the house on weekends at all for the last three, four weekends. Let me see here. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four straight weekends I've been at home. You know, like it's fine. Like I I should do that once in a while and kind yeah, of Yeah, you went like forty
1: something weekends without with uh going somewhere. Out of the Yeah, and
0: <laughs> and like I you know, this weekend I'll be gone. I go to Universal this weekend. Oh, you're um, still going? I'm still going. Oh
1: yeah. Oh. I thought you were hung that up, so that's why I didn't talk to you about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we're staying at the hard rock.
1: Oh um, I had no idea you were still on for that. I would have probably still talked to you about it. But funds are a little Now now little that, that I got
0: to a thousand coasters I no longer have to worry about like having to try and make sure that I ride Pagrids on saturday you know and and not have to worry about it you know being a thousand and one when one thousand ends up being um what should we call it um the new because i haven't been on the star jet that's at fun spot yet either we we're gonna stop at, at fun spot probably sunday night and um but i've been to universal in almost like five and a half years almost six years it was like June of 2014 or September of 2014 last time I was there so there's a lot of stuff that's changed and uh, I'll be interested to, to check it out um, I guess you know this is this is our first podcast of the year so what what stuff do you have planned right now for this year
1: like nothing um, a little tapped out from last year
0: <laughs> last year was a busy year yeah, like, it was a real busy year.
1: Uh, it's gonna be a lot of local stuff. Um we're not gonna get our SeaWorld pass until like, you know, the end of whenever the twenty one passes go on sale, which is usually like, the end of July, early August. So uh, we will do any of the SeaWorld stuff there. We'll probably get up to hopefully we'll get to Florida sometime in May or something. I that would be nice. But um didn't really feel the need to go to Orlando this weekend. I would have liked to, but didn't really need to. So, you've been a lot. Like, there's nothing new this weekend. Like uh, I am kind of just waiting for the Born Fantacular to re to open and then there's something new. So, there you go. There's um,
0: there's so much there's so much there that's new for me that it's like a whole different ball game.
1: Oh, I know, I yeah. know. That would have been fun to have been able to be with you to just see all your reactions. But you know what? Why don't we talk about them uh, next week? We will. All we right. Definitely
0: will. I got I got a good amount of stuff that I've got planned now. Um, and you know, like my big trip is obviously uh, I'll be going back to Europe in May. It's not like a coaster trip. Like it's a trip with my mom and my wife. But, yeah, I'm going to go to Landia and Legendia. Like, that's going to happen. Of course. Um, Kings Island, for sure. Locally, like, I don't even know what I want to do locally. I'm, I'm very... I feel like I've done everything. So, like, I, I kind of feel like it's almost like I could take a year off. Or a couple years off. From, like, the local grind. But I'll be hanging to Disney World in August... I also have plans to do uh I do want to go ride Rampage this year. It's been I've been talking about it for twenty years. Ah, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ride Rampage. It's gonna I have happen. a
1: couple of ideas of where I'd like to go, but nothing's really set in stone yet. So when they are uh...
0: We'll discuss it more. We'll discuss Basically, it more. Yeah, yes. but I
1: mean obviously all the local stuff, Great Adventure and Hershey and all that stuff. I'll be getting to and but uh, yeah, it's okay if this year is a little bit of a slowpoke, and I'm still waiting for Sandy's, Sandy's to open at American Dream to uh, go back there because um, I don't really feel like paying for admission twice. So
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I um, I'd like to I'd like them to get everything open as well before I head out that way. Um... And I feel confident they. I feel confident they'll get, it, you know, taken care of.
1: Yeah, they, they mentioned something at a coaster event this past weekend that they're working on it, and they said spring, so, huh, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, we'll see. And then the water park is they're working on that too. I I don't know. I wonder what happened with that because like, why did they even commit to November twenty seventh, like. That was two months ago, over two months ago. That, that, that was obviously such a pipe dream.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm very, like, everyone is baffled by it. Everyone's baffled by it, but...
1: Like, Nickelodeon Universe legitimately, it probably, if they'd opened, like, two <laughs> weeks later, it probably would have been a little bit better off. But it worked out okay. I mean, it was it was like rough the first week or two, and then things got consistently open. And they've had some downtime and all that stuff. But it seems like they've gotten most of their rides uh, open up. You know, open consistently now. Um, we keep watching the uh, the maintenance tab quite often still. So, um, but. Yeah, that whole we still can talk about that whole complex. It's uh, it's an interesting how that's going to progress and all that stuff. And the ski mount, the ski hill opened, so that's good. I might ski there eventually, um, just for the hell of it. And if you have all your equipment, um, it's actually the price is not too bad. I,
0: mean,
1: <coughs> I think it's like twenty five or something. Well, I think,
0: I think like for that. you, like once so. once it stops being winter time and there's real hills to go on.
1: Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Like there's no way in hell I do it right now. Why the heck would I do that? It'd be cool to do it in the summer.
0: <laughs> Just yeah. like
1: if they don't open this water park uh pretty soon, it's not going we're not going to go until next winter because I don't want to go to an indoor water park in the middle of summer. Like <laughs> it's I mean, you can, but the only one I'm thinking about doing in the middle of the summer is Camelback because they have a good they have a good combo deal for both the indoor and outdoor water park on one day but yeah I, I don't i wonder how water park indoor water parks do during the summer do you have any idea
0: they do fine they do fine i mean like you still don't have to worry about like rain not that rain should necessarily scare people off from going to a water park but, but...
1: uh Funny you say that, though. Ariel, like, lifeguarded at Kalahari, and they had lightning. They actually had to shut down things.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you're not supposed to take a shower when there's a lightning storm either, you know? Like, same rationale. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, no, you're not supposed to do that.
1: Well, okay. It makes sense. I don't know if I ever have, but I've never thought I shouldn't oops I've never heard that in my entire life but uh, I, it does make sense though but anyways let's move on I mean it's my... not
0: it's not as though it, it can definitely happen yeah like it's, it's not it's, like uh, a 100 percent but like it's that chance on on the cdc.gov website is it safe to take a shower or bath during a lightning storm no Lightning can travel through plumbing. It is best to avoid all water during a lightning storm. Do not shower, bathe, wash dishes, or wash your hands. Huh. There you go. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, it's good to to talk with you. It's good to get another podcast out there. And uh, we will get this to Joe, and hopefully he'll put it up inside of a month.
1: Yeah, let's... We're going to bug him to get it up, uh, you know, the day. We're going to get him bug it up really quickly. And yes. uh, if uh, we'll talk to him about the schedule. Uh, if he has something planned for next week, then you'll see us in two weeks. If not, then you'll see us next week after yeah, exactly. your wonderful return to the theme park capital of the world.
0: Yes. Discussing all the stuff there. And you get really old opinions about rides that you've already been on a thousand times
1: and you're just going universal, right?
0: And fun spot.
1: Okay, but no rise.
0: to me. What's up? No rise. No rise. That's not for okay. a little while. I I'd like it to actually work consistently first.
1: True. Like my situation is like going for opening day was fun, but right now, I don't know if I'd want to go through the even as good as it is, I don't know, like going through that that process is just like ugh. Yeah. You
0: know what, it, once they get it once they get everything running and we know what it's actually going to be like to get on that ride on a regular basis, that's going to be a whole different story like what people talk about it doing now and like well, you don't wait in this area with other people. Well, we'll see. Like there's a lot of stuff that's been said, but I will believe what the ride is supposed to run like when it's at that point and we're nowhere near that. So Hopefully they get there Or a lot closer to it by August Um I would hope so It's another six months from now But that doesn't necessarily mean anything either Um So we're just gonna We'll play it by ear and see what happens But
1: uh, But, uh Enjoying Universal Don't forget the Classics of E.T. and Horror Makeup Show And uh get some Green Eggs and Ham
0: Absolutely Well maybe not the Green Eggs and Ham But the rest of it for sure
1: Okay but uh, <laughs> where, where where can we find you on the internet?
0: Uh, I am still at God's on Safari on Twitter,
1: and I am the Coaster Spot on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and then on Twitter, Coaster Spotting.
0: Yes, and we will see you next time.